Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecamerraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Welcome to Dice Camera Action. <gasps> Yay! Oh my god. Uh, I was just reminded what the episode title was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a vegetarian fun. and as a character in this adventure, I object. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, we can just we can abstain as vegetarians. We'll just <laughs> All right. When last we left the Waffle Crew, they were still yet divided. With DF, Strix, and Evelyn trapped in the Amber Temple, they just managed to recover the Tome of Strahd from a treasury without incurring the wrath of an Amber Golem with a bird head. (laughs) Yes. And as they retreated to the Lich's Sanctum uh, and removed the curse uh, that had beset Evelyn, uh, ridding her of her werewolf lycanthropy. Rip. A pack of vampires burst through one of the secret doors into the room. Uh, and uh, as you recall, they're sort of soil encrusted, dirty, mangy. Um, but as you sort of pay them closer attention, they've got red glowing eyes. Uh, unnaturally long claws and seem to be wearing the tattered vestiges of armor and old robes. Um, like maybe they were some sort of proto waffle crew, some uh, oh, previous no. group of adventurers <laughs> who uh, did not fare well in this dark domain. But meanwhile, across town uh, at Castle Ravenloft in, on a rainy, stormy night, Paulton had a close encounter of the Escher kind uh, and ran into an old friend, a were-raven named Falcon, who bore Paulton from a high tower window across the top of the keep uh, and was shot full of silver-tipped crossbow bolts attempting to uh, bear Paulton to freedom and plummeted from the rainy sky and crashed down onto the cobblestones of the castle courtyard with Paulton landing solidly on top of him. Paulton, you heard this sort of bone-crunching noise underneath you, uh, and you take 17 points of damage. Chris, not so fast here, because we all just came back from PAX, <laughs> and we told you that we had some things we needed to talk about before we got into the <laughs> And just like, oh, I'm Chris, I'm the DM, I'm getting us into the story, doesn't mean 
And what lies it when I watch other rogues <laughs> use uncanny dodge, they can uncanny dodge entire glass domes. Uh-huh. But when I do it to say not die and keep playing, you're like, too bad. <laughs> it's like the difference between a TV series and theater. <laughs> There's no respect for TV actors. No. <laughs> you know, it's like how it's like how Viari can make acrobatics checks to you know do whatever the hell he wants. Generally. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, come on, you'll, that's you'll standard. Be surprised how generous I am when we're all sitting on stage at TwitchCon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I'm writing down. Make it to the stage. Herd of silver dragons. Uh, five new horses. Airship. <laughs> they get on airships and dragon pets and a. A friend fire giant up in the clouds and cloud castles, and we've been buried underneath an amber temple for eight weeks. I can't even keep my horse alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's well, fine. It's Barovia. It's fine. It's Barovia. <laughs> it's fine. always Monday in Barovia. <laughs> it's fine, guys. Someday dad'll love us as much as his real kids. Someday. Oh. Stick, stick, burn. <laughs> So, 17 points of damage. <laughs> 17. Yes. And Paulton, as you sort of, uh, the air knocked out of your lungs, you kind of tumble off of Falcon, who's so, sort of splayed out underneath you in his kind of horrific um, wear hybrid form. These big wings sort of broken and twisted all around him. And uh, you can see that... Uh, it was bad enough to hear the crunching of the bones, but to hear them kind of magically or supernaturally reset themselves is even more horrific. Uh, and you can see uh, his caved-in chest begins to sort of expand outward and crack and crunch and all that kind of stuff. And he immediately starts to also transform before your eyes from this uh, feathered hybrid into this naked human man with three broken silvered crossbow bolts sticking out of his head, neck, and chest. And he stares at you with dead black eyes. No. And I'm still on top of him? You've kind of rolled off to the side, and his head is sort of twisted around and looking at you at this unnatural angle, uh, his mouth agape and uh, blood kind of seeping out of it onto the wet cobblestones. I just kind of give him a little, hey, <laughs> you pat you pat this uh, dead naked man lying in the cobble, rainy cobblestones and see uh, that uh, there is no sign of life. Uh, there is a lightning flash and a peal of thunder, and in the brief flash of light, you do see the person that killed him, this um, gray-skinned woman of your previous acquaintance named Esmeralda, but she's up on one of the high battlements 90 feet above you, staring down over the crenellations, crossbow in hand. You, Another lightning flash uh, lights her up, and uh, there's something uh, very pale, more more pale than usual about her. And she's soaked by the rain. I slowly raise up a middle finger. 
<laughs> Got her. All right. Esmeralda, you are standing on the high battlements of the castle, uh, looking down upon Paulton, who is raising a middle finger at you. <laughs> Very quickly, Esmeralda will pretty much just walk off the side and walk down the battlements to try and get into the courtyard if I can, if there's a way that I can kind of walk down the wall mm-hmm. uh, and make my way over to Paulton. Yeah, Paulton, you see her just sort of walk down the wall as though she was walking across a floor. Oh, shit, PvP. Oh, oh, I'm slowly just like, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh did not, no, did not. <laughs> when, you, when you sort of look around at your surroundings, uh, behind you stands the great facade of the castle keep uh, with a closed set of double doors at ground level and a big round, dark window about 50 feet high um, above it. Uh, you can see the gatehouse towers in front of you uh, and the raised iron portcullises between them and the raised drawbridge blocking any hope of escape from there and everywhere else are tall walls. Hmm. (laughs) You suddenly find yourself alone and exposed. (laughs) I am scared. Uh, Oh, go ahead. I say, would you like me to cut away from you now? (laughs) (laughs) No, stay with him. It's fine. Okay. We'll stay with you for a bit. Okay. Okay. Go back to us. uh, After we're already escaped, we're okay. Right. Okay. Everything was fine. (laughs) Time jump. Yes. Cut to, cut to the rest of the Waffle Crew standing over the corpses of a bunch of dead vampires. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Paulton, yes, you're in the rain, in the courtyard. Uh, there's really nothing but you and the dead naked man um, and, and the baleful keep looking down, threatening upon you. Uh, but the only figure that you see, the only movement that you see is this woman walking down the wall. Um, and I, I clearly recognize who this is. Right? Yes, it, it is the Vistani Esmeralda. You last saw her in the, in the village of Kresk, getting bitten on the neck by Strahd von Zarovich. Is, she, uh, was, she was until now your, your devoted ally. Mm. Hi. What <laughs> <laughs> gives? Uh, you're able to you're able to get down to the base of the wall, Esmeralda, with your speed. Pretty much at the end of about six seconds or so, mm-hmm. um, you sort of land like a cat. So I make my way over to Polton, so I get close. The crossbow's drawn and pointed at him, uh, <laughs> kind of threatening. Okay, uh, in case he's thinking of running. And uh, then Paulton, as I, Paulton, as she advances toward you, you see uh, the pointy end of her weapon is aimed in your direction, probably firing, probably at her hip. Yeah. Just a hit level. I'm assuming you have shot me, shot me by now. You're right, Paulton. Okay. I'm very sorry about your friend, but I'm under the strictest of orders. I couldn't have let him help you escape, I'm afraid. Uh, we should probably find somewhere to talk. It's probably not best to talk out here. I won't kill you, but oh, there's things we need to discuss. Okay. Um... Sure, right. You don't have a lot of choice otherwise, do you? 
Um, can I use suggestion and be like, yes, I do. <laughs> you sure can. Uh-huh. <laughs> is within your power. power. I suggest I do. <laughs> what would you what would you what would your suggestion be? And the suggestion normally is phrased as something you want the creature you're affecting to do. Um I'm going to say yes, there is much to discuss outside the gate. And uh okay. <laughs> Chris is, okay. <laughs> so um Wisdom save for me. Uh yes, please. That is a 14 total. All right. And Paulton, your spell save DC is 15. All right. Uh so well, Chris. As, Esmeralda, uh, yeah. you feel uh, uh, this uh, powerful magical compulsion from your uh, from your friend. Uh, you are surprised how it seems to overwhelm uh, you in the moment uh, because uh, Strahd's command of you is also pretty formidable. Um, but being as you are a Vistani. Mm-hmm. And, uh, have a, sort of a an inbred nature to uh, uh, to defy Strahd. Uh, <laughs> y- you see this as an opportunity. Um, he has uh, Polton has temporarily, for the duration of this spell, wow, your commitment to Strahd. Excellent. Uh, I look at Polton, kind of blinking for a moment. I'm like. You're bloody well right. Quick, we need to move now. Uh, the gate's closed. Strahd is the one who can control it, but um, perhaps if I carry you, I can walk underneath it. Quick, quick, come with me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, you guys are heading toward the drawbridge. Uh, I'm thinking that's probably the closest way out from where we yes, are. Absolutely. I think she's, Esmeralda's thinking, what's the fastest way? Because you probably know that suggestion's not going to last super long, right? Because she, okay. she knows a bit about magic, so... Yes, uh, so Paulton's suggestion is only going to last... I just looked this up, and it's already popped out of my head. Um, hold, please. <laughs> Sorry, I'm checking well, my map he, as well. If he concentrates, if he continues concentrating, he can maintain this for up to eight hours. Cool. Uh, but if his concentration's broken, broken. But, it reverts back. But anyway, um, so you usher him toward the drawbridge with all due haste. And mm-hmm. after crossing about 80 feet or so, you get to it. Now, uh, the, the, like I said, the old iron portcullises are raised, and they don't look like they could drop down even if they wanted to. Uh, but the drawbridge is currently up, which means you would have to walk up the inside of the drawbridge mm. and then low it is it get to the top to get... of it but you have no you'd have to get across the span the 50 foot span and i know that strad's the only one that can lower this drawbridge that is correct okay i turn to Paulton, i'll explain strad is the only one that can lower this drawbridge i unless you have magic that can help us fly across i don't have a way that i can help you 
get over there. We, I need something that I can walk across. These new abilities that he's given me, I can walk on solid surfaces, but I can't fly. Um, we need to figure this out. As long as you concentrate on this spell, you've broken his control over me. I, he, he wouldn't let me leave. He wouldn't let me help anyone escape. But together, we can be able to figure this out. Is there anything you can do, Polton? I'm assuming suggestion isn't strong enough to get her to believe she can fly. And I can, <laughs> <laughs> you can totally fly. Um, <laughs> trying to help you, Polton. <laughs> Let me check the spell here. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so... Asking a creature to do something that doesn't seem reasonable to it, like stab itself, throw itself onto a spear, immolate itself, or do obviously harmful acts ends the spell immediately. So unless she believes that she can fly, unless she has the ability to fly and knows it, she would take that as a... I'm not going to, I'm not going to suggest flight. Um, like I, I, I don't really have much to help in this scenario. Is there an, is there any other way around? Uh, do I know of any other ways in and out of the castle, Chris? Um, so, other than the drawbridge and other than like literally rappelling down the 1,000 foot tall pillar stone upon which the castle sits, uh, you are not aware of any other escapes. Uh, now, um, of course, Paulton is aware of another way out of the castle, but it's um, another story. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, you, you look like you've just had an idea, Paulton. Would you like I, to share it? I do. There's um, this this thing with like uh with uh with uh like rocks and like uh like uh like portals and stuff i don't know i i was like maybe a little tipsy when i first saw it so i i the details are vague but there's some i think there's some kind of room if i'm not mistaken. all right let's start with the basics what do you what did the room look like <laughs> were uh <laughs> I mean, I would say that I've got an eternity thanks to Strahd, but your spell's only going to last so long. So let's try and hurry this up a little. There were like, you could throw these, what was it? It was like you throw a rock and do a thing and it opens like up a portal, right? That's what vaguely. <laughs> yeah, there was like a big burning brazier uh, in the dungeon somewhere that you threw a colored rock into and it changed the color of the flame and created a portal that your uh, friend Emil leapt through yes i convey that information okay. does that sound familiar to me do i know where that might be <laughs> no ah, but it's in the dungeons uh almost certainly you're much more familiar with the upper levels of the castle and he he seemed to indicate it was down and near the dungeon cells where he was kept uh so that That's is a part you have not been in well it's a start if nothing else maybe if we get you down there you'll remember a little bit more and hopefully i can try and if anybody sees us together i can just explain that i'm guarding you or taking you down there or something um so esmeralda you know that yep. if you take him through the the castle there's a good chance you'll run into one or more of strad's other minions mm. um uh from where you are, the most direct way is to go through the main doors into the main gallery, the sort of welcoming hall, 
and then take a staircase down into the dungeons. Uh, but if Rahadin or uh, um, any of the other, there are some gargoyles that can come alive and attack you're aware of. Mm. Uh, if those things, those things can slow you down, possibly even kill you or incapacitate Paulton and thus end his spell. Mm. Uh, now, there is a much more precarious way to get down. And that is uh, to climb to one of the the tallest tower, the very tallest tower of Castle Ravenloft. And it's very has a shaft that goes all the way through it. Right. Leads all the way down into the dungeon area. But that's also dangerous because you don't know what's in that tower and what's in the dun- what's at the bottom of it. Okay, I have had one idea. Would I know any of the minions of Strahd? Do any yes. of them seem to have the ability to see invisible creatures? Or do uh, I, well, I'm very, guessing... I'm, that's a very good question. Specific uh, question, I'm guessing. You think, you think that that is a great workaround to avoid Strahd's minions? So if I were to cast Greater Invisibility on Polton, mm-hmm. I might be able to sneak him through and go, we could go the, the fast route. Yes. All right, I turn to Polton and I say, right... Here's the plan. I'm going to make you invisible. You need to concentrate on this, whatever spell you've cast on me. You mustn't lose that, Bolton. If you get attacked or anything, you must keep it. I, I can't help you if, if that goes. His commands are too strong. I, I can't resist them. I'll make you invisible. I'll follow me as close as you can. This spell should keep you invisible even if you have to interact with things, but it's not going to last very long, so we need to move quickly, all right? It, do you understand? I do. I also potentially have another idea. Before All right, I... let's hear it. Quick question about suggestion. I know the range is 30 feet to cast it. Does that, do they need to stay within 30 feet of me the whole time? Or? No, no. That's just the initial, they have to be within 30 feet when you initially cast the spell. Okay. Um, the other thing I was going to ask, um, mm. do you... This is to um, this is to her now. I'm I'm asking. Do you report to Strahd directly? He. She looks quite pained. He is my master, I suppose. He transformed me into a being like him. He's given me some loose commands, but I can twist them to nature. I don't need to report to him, but I, as much as I despise him. I guess I am his servant now. Well, what if, let's say you saw me being carried outside the walls and you weren't able to gun me down and now the gate needs to be open so you can find me because supposedly I escaped and then I can wait until the gate has been opened and then I can also cast invisibility on myself and then maybe we can sneak out that way instead of having to like, trek through dungeons we're not familiar with hmm. it's risky but that could work yes we'd need to hide and she points at falcon's body your friend's body i'm afraid otherwise they would obviously know that something had happened hmm. but it is as long as strad's not been watching that could potentially work yes this is your life we're putting at risk here i leave it up to you what you wish to do we can either try and sneak you down, pass through to this teleporter that you seem to know of, or we can try and convince Strahd that you've already escaped and get him to lower the drawbridge. It's your choice. 
now that I hear the plan back, that's going to bring attention to me. So maybe that's not so, uh, not so bright. Oh God. Okay. Cut to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not ready. <laughs> we need more time. We need to rest is what we need. Yep. Uh, so let me just describe your surroundings very quickly uh, so you can reacquaint yourself with this Lich's Digs. Oh, yeah. So it's a 15-foot-high room. It's quite large. It's about 30 feet wide and about 40 feet deep, and it contains the trappings of royalty, ornate furniture, exquisite rugs and tapestries, and decorative statuary. Everywhere you look are lit candelabras atop small tables. The beauty of the decor is undone by thick dust and cobwebs everywhere. Um, and uh, it seems like an odd collection of furniture haphazardly arranged to suit this creature's tastes. Um, and, uh, of course, everything looks in poor condition and on the verge of falling apart. Uh, so, as the vampires pour into the room, you count six of them. Uh, their teeth bared menacingly, their claws flexing, and their eyes narrowing as they pick out hungry uh, prey. Easy. All right, so Evelyn, you take the first five. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I want to turn to Barbie and say, Barbie, get him! <laughs> Evelyn goes to, like, also bare her teeth and, like, you know, make claw, like, ah! And then she, like, realizes that she just, like, doesn't feel that at all anymore and looks really sad. Yes. Tricks think she's a weirdo. <laughs> That's yes, the uh, the the werewolf uh, benefits would have come in handy in this particular point in time. Yeah, it's so uh, weird they went away right before it happened. Funny <laughs> that. Wow! Yeah. Drama has, a, drama has a way of dramatizing everything. Yeah. Don't get it. I uh, actually like, don't have any idea how much HP I have. Uh, probably all. We of do because I think we just rested, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, you're good. Sure. Wait, um, did we rest? I think so. I think I just still had uh, written down from the episode before. Right. I know that you haven't, great. you haven't fought anything in a while, uh, but yeah. you've taken a long rest. That's the thing. Right. Did you I ever, thought we did in the Amber Room before we ventured forth again in that, like, entry room. Uh, let's say yes. Okay. Okay. Sounds good to me. Everybody roll initiative. So wait, we, so we do have a, we do have our things back. Let's say yes. Okay, cool. Yay. Oh, no. You guys, I was like, I'm going to roll with my fancy dice today. None of this, like, low rolling crap. And guess what the first roll of the day is? Get this. Oh, no. I rolled. I rolled the same. Oh, oh. 20s. <laughs> no I'm even using my way. super heavy, like, Jared. No way. Oh, one. What? Did we all one. roll one together? We all oh. rolled one together. Okay. That's actually kind of cool. Like, it wasn't cool when just I rolled the one. Do we just now pack we up and leave? Is that it? Uh, yeah, I already know how this is going to end. So. Yeah. Just, based on your roles, this is not going to end. Well. Yeah, should we just get out of here? Should we just. Yeah. <laughs> it wants to be a cloud. Everyone gather around. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what did you roll, DF? Uh, plus my modifier, five. Five. Evelyn? Uh, three. Three. Strix? A two. Wow. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah, wow is right. Holy smokes. Glad to be here. Hey, guess what? Yeah. Barmy rolled a one. No. What? 
He totally did. He's officially part of the party now. This is weird. This is like someone out there who does statistics, find out the odds of this happening because this yeah. is astronomical. They said one in a thousand. It's ridiculous. Someone yeah. in the chat said one in a thousand. Yeah. Anna, did you use your new dice or is this old dice? New dice. Yeah, well, this was not the fancy red new dice. I think the red right. dice are going to be lucky. Okay. okay. Good. Remember, remember before we started and I said your first roll is going to be a one? I apologize. <laughs> no, I told you not to curse me. It's I'm all sorry. your fault. I'm sorry. No, I was using my, these are my like, okay, when I'm, I'm being a big girl, these are like my serious pewter heavy dice. I was like, yeah. these have got to be good balanced dice. Nope. I hate you. I just right. replaced mine. I was like, nope, you're done for the day. Yep. Nope. Now we're going to the red. These are the red hot dice. These are going to help us. With surprising speed, the vampires lunge forth and spring upon you. Uh, one of them tackles DF. Hi. And rolls a crit. What? I'm not kidding. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so DF. Uh, yeah. As he pounces upon you and uh, uh, got, um, he's grappling you, so he's got advantage. Uh, a 16 versus your armor class. Um, my armor class is also 16. Then that would be a hit. Uh, he will sink his fangs into your flesh. You take six piercing damage. Okay. And seven necrotic damage. So 13 points of damage total from the bite. That's from the bite? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Evelyn, another one comes after you. Uh, t- attempts to uh, grab you with its claws and rolls a seventeen to hit. Uh, your armor class. Seventeen. All right. Uh, then when he gets a hold of you, he will attempt to bite you as well with his uh, bite and does and uh, does. Uh, seven points of piercing damage and and six points of necrotic damage. So a total of 13. Is there any like byproduct to the necrotic damage? Uh, Not immediately evident. No. Okay. Uh, And then Strix. One of them them grabs you (laughs) without any problem whatsoever. Uh, but as as she tries to sink her fangs into you, uh, you're able to fend her off somehow with your staff. Or, oh, um, with your me. muscles. Exactly. Yes. Uh, she rolled really badly on her bite. Good. Can I do a reaction to this? Uh, yes. Um, I'd like to, if she tries to attack me, I'd like to cast Hellish Rebuke. Okay. At her. Nice. Is, uh, they have to make a dex, dexterity saving throw, and then they and if they fail, they take two d ten fire damage. Okay. Uh, she rolled a twenty four on her saving throw, so she's good. All right. <laughs> well, I tried. <laughs> I went every time. Yeah. <sighs> and then uh, uh, two more, or another one will jump on each of you and attempt to bite you. Uh, Diath, uh, you're able to fend off that second one. Ah, uh, Evelyn, you're able to fend off your second one. Nice. And Strix, Get you, are, off of me. you are bit by your second one, Strix. Oh, no. uh, you take nine points of piercing damage and three points of necrotic, so 12 total. Ugh. Gross. 
All right. And then it is uh, Diath's turn. I hey, Diath, you've got two vampires basically grappling onto you at the moment. <clears throat> okay. Dope. That's what I wanted. Yep. Um, and one, one of them is sucking on your neck. All right. Yep. Am I, am I actually grappled right now? Like, yes. I mean, okay. Um, and escaping takes an action? Uh, that is correct. And okay. you can either attempt uh, or, you, well, you can attempt to escape with your move. Right. Um, and then uh, you get to make a dexterity acrobatics check against Wait. there. Aren't they both within five feet of me? Who? Both. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, aren't my party members within five feet of me? Oh, probably. So you guys, because of my protection fighting style, use... Wait, what is it? Okay, so they should be getting disadvantage on their attack roll, the vampires. Okay. Nice call. Yeah. Well, we will deal with that. Get behind me. We will deal with that going forward. Yeah. Paladin stuff. Um, Yeah, I'll protect you. Yes, but at the moment you are currently grappled by one of them, DF. Okay, well, I shall escape. Being <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everything's fine. I escape. Make your dexterity acrobatics check. Just the whole temple. I'm gone. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, 15. All right, that is not enough. I'm um, not going to use this D20 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now... My rogue cunning action allows me to dash, disengage, or hide. Can I cunning action? No, that's not. No, I'm not up. All right. So while scrapped, I'll dip my little silver dagger and give him a good old poke. <laughs> Chris, I was wrong. I had protection fighting style confusion or of protection. I was just, I was just looking that up. Right. So I can impose that once, and then aura of protection is yes. for saving throws, which is right. yes. bonus. Okay. So I'll just imp- oppose it, impose it next time. Okay, great. I'm sorry, DF. Uh, can I just poke him with my, uh, with my silver dagger? Just uh, You sure can. I'll, I'll give him a good old poke. They're just vampires. They're probably not even that tough. No. It's fine. It'll be fine. Strix is crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, two. I'm sorry. <laughs> he said pew pew. <laughs> I didn't say two. And, and okay. it's dead. Uh, yeah, you you try to stab, and one of the vampires just sort of grabs your wrist and slams your uh, hand back down onto the floor. You still got your blade in it, but you couldn't actually get off a really good strike. Um, okay. Uh, okay then. Uh, so I guess then it is. Evelyn's turn. Let me know that I changed D20s for that. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I am just going to wield Lightfall, my battle axe. Yeah. I, I actually usually would yell something, you know, something really exciting to pump everyone up, but I'm like obviously a little bit kind of bummed out, so I'm just like going about my daily business, whacking some vampires with my, my thing. Right. Uh, 12. No, that does not hit the vampire. Sure doesn't. Moves out of the way. 
All right. All right. Uh, did you want to try to break out of your grapple? Or are you quite happy being here in the midst of all this and having, um, having a vampire sucking on your? I would like life? to. I, I didn't realize I was grappled. I thought just Jared was. But I will. Yeah, you've all been grappled at this point. I would like to break out of that grapple. Yes, please. Thank you, Chris. Okay. Uh, you can make a strength <laughs> athletics or dexterity acrobatics as you see fit. I would like to make strength. Excellent. And this guy likes to roll fives. So that's a nine. Oh, okay. You do not break out of the grip of these creatures, which is like as hard as iron. Uh, Strix, you've got two on you, one of which is feeding on you at present. Uh, I'm outie. I'm outie. <laughs> can I see anything, a ledge above me, anything I could stand on that doesn't involve a strength check? <laughs> <laughs> well, currently you're grappled. So you'd have to first break out of the grapple to even think about moving. A misty step. Oh, misty step. I'm sorry. Uh, so yes, you discorporate, and there are there's basically like a small ledge uh, clinging to the high wall that sort of runs around the room. That's Perfect. And cobwebby. It's very narrow, but there is enough room for you to find purchase and stand up there. It's about ten feet off the floor. All right, I'm there. I'm All right, there. the vampires look confused <laughs> as you disappear before them, and they finally catch you up on that ledge and they hiss at you. Awesome. I'm going to like grab the window like this, like I'm holding like <laughs> <laughs> or if not window, like wall or I don't know. Yeah, just wall. Yeah. Yeah. Window okay. Look cooler. <laughs> All right. Um, no canal there. And uh, you're done. Barmy on his turn, uh, you can see that he rattles uh, through his memory for maybe some spell <laughs> that he might recall. Uh, and manages manages to produce a ray of frost. Hmm. Good job, Barmy. Not unhelpful. Go get him, Potter. He thought real hard. Busted out a cantrip. That's right. <laughs> That's all he remembers. Pew, pew. We'll get we'll, we'll get we'll have a Okay. <laughs> Strix, can't you like also say the magic words to Fireball and have him remember uh, also Fireball? Have him also remember fireball? I don't know. Maybe not a fireball. We'll all die. Strix, uh, yes. uh, one of the ones that was attacking you is hit by the ray of frost <clears throat> and appears to be moving much more slowly and also took a fair amount of damage, it looks like. Awesome. And uh, Paulton and Esmeralda. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> what plan did you guys settle on? <clears throat> Left the decision to Paulton. Mm-hmm. Well, upon uh, review of the options that I took <laughs> the last second that it's been. Upon reflection, he says to Esmeralda and then laughs. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I still, I think the first plan... Uh, to go and try and find this uh, this room with the portals might be best because even even if it does end up being easier to get out through uh, getting Stroud to open the gate, that calls a lot of attention to me. And plus, that only puts us just outside the wall versus it could the room could take us somewhere farther and more advantageous. And as long as you concentrate on the spell, I can perhaps try and disguise whichever method you use to escape and confuse to the location you might have gone and perhaps we can help you find your friends again all right the spell the invisibility spell it won't last too long but you said you can use your own as well correct 
I believe so, yes. Now that, I think that might break your concentration on the, the whatever you've done to me. Yep. So we'll use that at the last minute. So let's make our way into the main gallery. And as soon as we sense that there may be people around, I'll, I'll cast on you, all right? Okay. Uh, and then I'll try and lead you down into the dungeons and then you'll need to give me some verbal cues about where to go. All right, let's do this. <sighs> Hopefully we can get out. All right. Uh, Esmeralda ushers you, Paulton, to the great double doors that lead into the castle. Uh, when you throw them wide open. I'll take the lead just in front of Paulton. So if we do see anybody, I can okay. try and quickly react. And, and A few paces ahead, basically. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as the doors uh, fly open, uh, the torches set in iron sconces on the walls of this foyer flutter. And uh, 20 feet beyond this set of doors, you see another set of double doors leading even deeper into the castle. Uh, now, overhead in this vaulted entry foyer, you see four statues of dragons glaring down at you. Uh, they're basically perched on ledges in the corners of the foyer, their eyes flickering in the torchlight. Uh, they seem to be just uh, normal decor. They don't seem animated in any way, shape, or form. And uh, you're able to make your way across the hall to the other set of doors and throw them open. And okay. And when you do, a, a large gallery is, opens up before you. You see cobwebs stretched between the columns that support the vaulted ceiling. And you can see more sputtering torches and iron sconces. And these torches cast odd shadows across the faces of eight stone gargoyles squatting motionlessly on the rim of the domed ceiling. Cracked and faded ceiling frescoes are covered by decay. You see double doors of bronze that stand closed to the east. Halton, you recognize them as the doors leading to the dining hall and pipe organ room. This hall is is familiar to you. You see uh, to the north, a wide staircase climbs up into darkness. Um, and uh, a, a, uh, you hear footsteps, soft footsteps coming down that staircase, but you can't see what's making them yet. Okay, well, I cast greater invisibility on Paulton at this point, seeing the okay. gargoyles, or what I might suspect might be gargoyles, and then hearing this footsteps, I'll just trigger that and basically whisper like, well, do I know which way leads down into the dungeons from here? Is it, do we have to go yes, to the Yes, there, there is a side passageway across from the bronze doors leading to the dining hall. It's, right. it's, it's a narrow passageway with a, a spiral staircase at the end that goes up and down, and you'd want to go down. Right. Well, we'll begin making our way towards that, and I'm going to keep uh, a close watch on where this, these footsteps are coming from. Okay. They are coming down the main staircase into this gallery. Uh, um, but are you guys not going to try to stick around to see what's creating them? I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but I know Paulton's invisible. Yeah, Paulton, you're bit. invisible now. Um, so um, there's every indication that even Esmeralda can't see you. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna uh, pretty much follow Hurley. It's okay. I'm not gonna be like, hey, we should wait. Are you attempting to move stealthily or move quickly? Ooh, uh, I'll move normally. Okay, 
Esmeralda is just moving at her usual brisk pace. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll try and be somewhat stealthy. Okay. All right. You will fall behind her then. If you care. Mm. Is it like a crazy far behind to where I'm going to get lost? Because that doesn't sound fun. Uh, you'll be moving half the speed she'll be moving. So eventually she will outpace and outdistance you. You'll see, you'll, you won't lose sight of her in the next six seconds, but you know, the next 20 seconds, she might be gone. All right. I'm going to try and try and just keep up with her then. Okay. Uh, as you cut across the gallery hallway to that narrow passageway as Morelda, it's a dark passage and there is that staircase at the end. There's nobody and nothing in it other than you guys. Um, Paulton, as you are following her, make a perception check. You look back over your shoulder to see what is descending down the stairs. You might actually catch a glimpse of it. Yeah, four. Great. Uh, <laughs> you see nothing but a humanoid shadow cloaked dark, ominous, singular, black, masculine outline. Cool. And then you disappear around the corner and follow Esmeralda down the stone steps. When we get a few, when we get down the steps, I'll probably just kind of whisper kind of like, Paulton, are you still there? Am I close enough to just like, like tap her on the shoulder? Yes. All right, I do that. (gasps) Just like oh, nice, no. yes. just makes. Sure. Okay. I'll just, I'll just kind of, yeah, kind of like nod that I know that he's with me, kind of thing. Yep. The let me make sure I got the right one here. Do, 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 do. Yep, yep, and yep. Okay, the spiral staircase comes to a landing, which has a hallway about thirty feet long, ending in a door. This is not the dungeon level, Esmeralda. Not quite. You have to go a bit further down. The spiral staircase does continue past this landing. Uh, and when you continue downward, you come to a hallway that is flooded with about two feet of still water. And Paulton, you recognize this hallway you come down into. This is the hallway outside the cell block where you were trapped. Mm-hmm. And you were warned by Cloven that there are weird pit traps hidden under the water along this hallway. But you're not exactly sure. You can't remember exactly where they might be unless you make an intelligence check, which given your roles tonight, I'm just not quite sure <laughs> it's going to work out for you. But if you want to make an intelligence check to remember what Cloven told you about the pits, go right ahead. Uh, 17. Great. You actually do remember uh, where the floor falls away, even though you can't see them. Uh, now, the thing is, you're invisible. Mm-hmm. Esmeralda's not. And she... Um, doesn't seem as familiar with this area as you are. Do we appear to be the only people down here? Yes. Um, your uh, Esmeralda stops just short of entering the water. You can see down the length of the hall, uh, even though it's dark. Um, by the way, what light are you using down here? I guess I don't need light. I'm guessing that is correct. You've got dark vision. Vision. Um, oh. So, <laughs> but it is it is dark enough down here that you will need some sort of light source. Could I piggy like carry Paulton in like a piggyback? 
Like if you were to clamber on me. Yes, absolutely. I was also going to ask, could I be able, would I be able to just kind of like keep a hand on her so I can just yep. keep walking? Yeah. And okay. actually, if you do piggyback him, uh, Esmeralda, you find him next to weightless. Okay. Uh, and so once, uh, so Paulton, you can keep completely out of the water if you want and just kind of direct her, sort of grab her coat or whatever and sort of tug her to one side or the other down the hallway to avoid all the pit traps. Yeah. I was going to, I'll turn to Paulton and say, if, well, if he's kind of guiding me, I, I will kind of, if I'm carrying him, I can just walk on the side of the wall, right? And just walk along over the, the water. That's true as well, yes. So you I just avoid, kind you of, avoid the water yourself and just walk along the walls. And then I'll kind of whisper, I'll be like, Polton, do you remember, is this familiar? Do you know where you're, do you know, is this bringing back any memories of where we need to go? Yeah, Polton, you know that there, uh, as you make your way down the hall, there are two side doors um, that lead to the actual cell blocks. If you go past them and follow the hall to its end, it takes you to that torture chamber where you fought those zombies with a meal. And that torture chamber has a balcony with some thrones on it, uh, behind which is a door leading to the room you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I like really, really, really quietly whisper that? Yeah. ASMR style? Yes. I get the tingles. Right. Okay. You hear <laughs> footsteps coming down the spiral staircase behind you as you uh, make your way along the wall of this flooded passage into this horrid torture chamber, which you're looking at for the first time, Esmeralda. Mm. Um, It is a wide open room, dark low shapes thrust up out of the still brackish water that fills this square room. And you can see with your dark vision that they are Iron Maidens, racks, and other instruments of torture. Uh, The ceiling is festooned with hanging chains that look like thick black web strands. And the balcony along the north wall that overlooks the room has the two large thrones atop it. So obviously torture is a form of entertainment in Barovia, or was at one point. Mm. An old curtain that once hung behind those thrones has been mostly torn away to reveal a doorway beyond. That doorway stands open. And you can see a flame or bright white light burning in the room beyond. Okay. Sort of casting, uh, casting the throne's shadows upon the walls of this horrific place. You also see the, the remains of bloated corpses floating in the water. Ugh. Uh, to kind of take a, a quick moment and just kind of look in disgust, uh, kind of muttering, Esmeralda kind of mutters under a breath, a sort of just like, you know, damn this devil, you know, sort of thing. Um, and then I'll make my way towards that bright light. And can we still hear the footsteps? Like I heard the footsteps following behind us, right? Right. Well, when we get yeah. to the door, can I shut the door behind us as we go through it? Does it actually shut or is it like like broken open? Well, when you, uh, when you walk, if you continue walking across the walls with Paulton mm-hmm. hanging onto you, you can get to the balcony overlooking the torture chamber. As mm-hmm. soon as you set foot on the balcony, which is dry mm-hmm. and has the door in the back of it, you can hear the sort of splish, 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 splish of a creature behind you coming down the flooded hallway. Yay! <laughs> and then, uh, but yes, when you see the open doorway, you can look beyond into what appears to be a 30-foot square room with a flat ceiling, a big stone brazier dominating the center of the room with a tall white flame uh, erupting from it. Above it hangs a large hourglass. That's all you're able to see at the moment. And I'm going to skip back to mm-hmm. DF. Uh, so, DF, you've got two vampires on you. Oh, no. Picture time. 
uh, you're still grappled, uh, so they will both try to sink their fangs into you. Uh, you're able to repel one. Um, right. The other drinks deep. Uh, uh, you take, and I'll just count the necrotic damage together. You take a total of nine points of damage. Uncanny dodge! <laughs> I shift my veins out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Tasty, tasty flesh. I want to see you dodge with your veins. (laughs) Dodge with your veins, yes. Ah. That's a really gross image. Oh, that's too funny. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, you can dodge a giant building. Oh, you want to dodge a vampire? Billy, Billy. All right. Yes. So uh, through through twitching and writhing and wriggling, you were able to reduce that damage to four. Yay. And then, uh, uh, Evelyn, you're kind of in the same boat. Um, only both of them are able to sink their teeth into you this round. Uh, you take a total of 12 points of damage from one and a total of 11 points of damage from another. So that's a total of 23 suckage. Awesome. <laughs> 23 suckage. Yeah. I would I would also call this suckage, yeah. Strix, your yeah. two vampires crawl up the wall. Oh, nope. And come right up to you. N- nope. And they, one of them will try to grab you and try to pull you down off your, your ledge. Uh, only rolled an 11 on the attack roll. What's your AC currently? Uh, I haven't cast mage armor yet, so okay. it's 10. Okay. Uh, so you are grappled. I would like you to make a strength saving throw. You know what? That's, that's what I no. eventually. Yep. It's a, uh, a 13. Oh, that's very good. Um, you are able to hang on to your ledge, uh, even though this vampire is to some extent trying to use its weight to pull you off of it. Uh, the other vampire will crawl along the wall right up to you. And while you are grappled, attempt to affix itself to your neck, which it does, uh, Gross. and uh, bites you for a total of 16 points of damage. Gross. Gross. And DF, it is your turn. Great. You are fending off these vampires, uh, trying to uncannily, keep Uncannily, would you say? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely uncannily. Okay, so I still have to escape this grapple, so I'm going to do that first. Yes. My acrobatics, which are dope. Oh, 28. Oh, you uh, managed to you managed to slink your way out of this thing's grasp. Okay. And you still have an action. Can I use my cutting action to disengage? Yes. Remove myself from these two. Yeah. And then run up and attack the one that's on Evelyn. <gasps> Thank you. Well, she's got two on her, technically. They're up, um, none of them are hurt, right? So, but yes, you you can absolutely do that. Let's go with the one that's actually attacking her, or actually has her grabbed. Yep. Okay. And he's say engage in combat with her. I'm gonna sneak yep. the fucking shit out of it. Yeah. That sneak attack. Nice. I'm still using my silver dagger since they are yep. hers. Okay. Um. Ha. Uh, twenty-four. Yeah. Good job. Yes. That is a hit. Bam! Nice one, Jared. Uh, three, seven, nine for eleven points of damage. Okay, that's the total. 
<laughs> yes. Um, so when you uh, stab this thing mightily and you rip your dagger out, there's not really any blood in this vampire except what is drained from Evelyn. Um, so uh, it's sort of like hitting a dry, dead corpse. Uh, uh, but uh, you can also see that it is supernaturally resilient even to your silvered blade. It seems to, it's not, its flesh seems to repel some of your damage. Shit, I was afraid of that. Yeah. Just like uh, got it. Evelyn, you've got two on you, one of whom was just stabbed in the back of the neck by DF. I say, that is quite enough, and I call down Divine Smite. All right. Uh, so I expend one spell slot to do 2d8 radiant damage, but plus 1d8 because it is undead. Yes. And I'm going to use the new dice, and it better be good. Are they or vulnerable to, to? I'm sorry. Did you say uh, this was divine smite? Yeah. This activates when you hit a creature. Right. Since it's like so grappled on me, I figured I could just. <laughs> you have to make it. You have to make an attack roll, and then you oh. add the divine smite to it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Plus flanks. You're gonna hit. Oh my gosh, you guys! I have literally rolled five every single oh. time after yeah. that one, and this is a different die. Okay. Uh, but anyway, that's a with a five. That's a twelve. Uh, that does not hit. So I don't have advantage because it's grappled to me. It has advantage on you. <laughs> uh, I'm like flailing wildly. Yeah. I'm like, I can't find it. Oh, you can find it. It's just you, you're you're somewhat uh, constrained. Ugh. So it's much harder. Ugh. But uh, you try to hit it, so you don't expend your divine smite. Uh, you still have I that hate my life for when you hit. Even after I tried to help. Uh, would um, now you haven't used a move or anything yet, Evelyn? So would you like to try to break the grapple? Yes, I would, Chris Perkins. Thank you for All asking. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Make a strength athletics. Check. There we go. That'll do it. That's a twenty-three. Wow, that's really good. Um, that Get beat, off of me. That beat his twenty-one. So yes, you break that hold. I shove him down mightily and say, "The lad of Lathander compels you." <laughs> And then uh, the uh, Strix, you're still clinging to that ledge. One of them has bitten you. I'm grappled as well, and I can't cast grappled. when I'm grappled. Well, I can't cast. Uh, can I cast while grappled? You sure can. Okay, cool. Um, uh, all right. This is pretty much the either I save my friends or run away moment. So uh, <laughs> don't run away. We tried that. One. We've talked about this. <laughs> All right, this could be real bad. Evelyn's like, just as a by thought, being like, now Strix, don't you run away. I know you want to. <laughs> she's just like in between, like she's going to cast either, uh, she's either going to cast gaseous form or fireball. Like, and she's just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna, she feels like she's going to die, but she's going to yep. try her best to, ca- to cast the fireball, like kind of around her and okay. down so that the ones that are attached to her also get burned. So just like, She's going to try and do as much damage to everything. Okay. So she's going to and cast she's, fireball. She's going to uh, try to hedge out her yes. friend. Careful spell with uh, okay. for everyone, including Barmy. All right. Then. Good. good all right. Your spell is going to engulf the room, so I'll make saving throws for all these vampire spawn. You I can didn't do run it, away. Holly. I didn't oh. run away. I'm yelling as the fireball consumes. Good job. When do I make my second attack, Chris? Oh, I'm sorry. You should have made that. So go ahead. Oh. 
It's pretty much right after you make your first one. You just yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's a 14. Oh, uh, that does not hit. I hate my life. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like awkwardly. Strix has 12 hit points left and she's casting fireball. Let's do this. Yes. <laughs> All right. So roll your damages. All right. And that is, what are we, this one? Uh, 8d6. That's right. Yep. Okay, let's see. Uh, three, two, one. Oops. Uh, five, three, three. Okay. Two more. Uh, six and four. Well done. So we got 21 and six is 27 points of damage on those who failed. Uh, four of them failed their saves and were fully engulfed by the blast. Yay. Um, and two of them take half damage. Bless you. Uh, yes. For the record, uh, uh, DF, one of the guns that was fighting you took the full brunt and one of them took half. Of the two on Evelyn, uh, one of them failed and took it all. The other one took half. And of the ones surrounding you, Strix, they both failed. Right. So the ones closest to you were badly, badly burned. And you see their flesh peel away. Nice. Um, revealing sort of under layers of dry skin and they burn off all their hair and so now they're just these bald black smoldering vampire spawn gross i'm like ew get get away ew well serves you right all right uh, but they yet they all yet live uh barmy will turn and uh target one of the one the one grappling you strix good um, i'm like thank you barmy this is with a ray of frost uh he hits and uh, he freezes it, it falls, and it just sort of breaks into five pieces yes. on the floor. Yay, Barmy! So one Barmy, down. we're going to go get drunk later. Yep. <laughs> I don't think he can. <laughs> and then, Paulton, you are staring once more into a familiar room. Uh, this brazier... Uh, burning in the center of the room has a white flame. Set around the rim of the brazier are colored stones, seven in all. The hourglass mounted above the brazier has all of its sand trapped in its upper portion, and there is a verse inscribed on its underside. Presiding over the room, standing in two alcoves across from one another, to your left and to your right, are iron statues of knights on horses. They seem to be life-sized uh, and across from you, against the far wall, are three doors, one of which, the leftmost one, is hanging open. The one in the middle and the one on the right are closed. So, um, I'm, still, I'm still trying to uh, communicate without being too loud, obviously. Mm -hmm. It's like, I remember this. <laughs> good good which way which way you see the stones set into the brazier's rim are colored red orange yellow green blue indigo and violet is this the room and then wait you hurry up Paul. i don't think we're alone something's following us uh so do i and you close the door esmeralda you said yeah like as we came through i'd like to have closed it on our way in all right. Just buy us some time, right. basically. So the only door open now is one of the ones across from you. And beyond that, you can see a staircase going up. 
I will just start patrolling, like kind of just, yeah, I'll leave it to Polton to figure out what he needs to do. And I'm just going to kind of keep wandering around and trying to kind of keep my eye on all the entrances and exits. Sounds good. Uh, Did, so did it say um, the different, uh, what was it? Like the different uh, options still? Yeah, you see written on the underside of the hourglass are the verses, Cast a stone into the fire. Violet leads to the mountain spire. Orange to the castle's peak. Red if lore is what you seek. Green to where the coffins hide. Indigo to the master's bride. Blue to ancient magic's womb. Yellow to the master's tomb. Is there a way that is, is are any of these... Can any of these take you? Do you know where any of these lead, Paul? I was gonna ask you that. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let me have a think. I've traveled a bit of Barovia. Can I you do have, like indeed. can I do like an intelligence or history check to see if I remember what these might allude to? Sure. Or something. Uh, Absolutely. Would that be a, a history or just a straight up intelligence? Uh, if you have history, you can roll it. I don't actually. Now that I look at it, so oh. Uh, Again, I I, I got a natural 20. So, uh, oh, wow. Okay. That looks like the same dice I have. How come mine don't work like that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I've stolen all of the good luck of the rest of you to help Colton escape. <laughs> After that is a great out. role, Esmeralda. And with your role, uh, the first line or the second line, Violet leads to the mountain spire. There are two mountain, two big mountains in Barovia. One is Mount Baratok. Mm-hmm. Where you've heard rumors in Valaki that there's a crazy wizard lives right. in those mountains. The other is Mount Gacchus, uh, which is at the end of Solenka Pass. Uh, and there is an old um, uh, temple up there. Okay. Um, Orange to the Castle's Peak, you assume it's referring to this castle. Red of mm-hmm. lore is what you seek. You're not exactly sure what lore is being referred to here. You have no context. Mm-hmm. Green is where the coffins hide. You might assume that's some secret coffin room in the castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, indigo to the Master's Bride. You're not sure who the Master's Bride is, except maybe uh, one of his old brides, mm-hmm. one of his old beloveds, possibly somewhere in the catacombs here. Mm-hmm. Blue to Ancient Magic's Womb. Now, this is the most puzzling to you. Uh, when you think of womb, you think of like a birthplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do recall that there was uh, sort of a birthplace of magic where Strahd learned his craft. And it was a place called the Amber Temple. Okay. Uh, uh, and then uh, yellow to the master's tomb is self-evident. Okay. So I will relay all of that to Polton very quickly. Uh it seems to me that the only options will be uh, this this magic's womb or the, the mountainside tops. Uh, but I don't know how risky they may be. No, no. <laughs> and the I door just turn open. on the door. And you see a dark shadow in the door. Um, Esmeralda, uh, you recognize this figure as Rahadin, Strahd's chamberlain. Paulton, you recognize this figure as Casimir, the fellow you traveled <gasps> with up Solenka Pass. He is a dusk elf. You see he is uh, soaked uh, from the knees down, but the rest of him is, and his cape is also damp, his uh, wolf-trimmed cape. 
Uh, you see he's got his scimitar out and flashing. Roll initiative. Oh. Whoa. Everything's gone. We're great, everybody. Not bad. All right. So, Paulton, how did you do? Uh, uh, What's that? 20. 20? Nice. That's awesome. Good job. And Esmeralda? Uh, 20 for me as well. <laughs> you guys are acting in perfect concert. And uh, this guy... Oh, and uh, Paulton, you also hear screams, thousands upon thousands of screams as as Casimir uh, comes within 10 feet of you, uh, approaching uh, with a malevolent gleam in his eye. Uh, Okay. So um, he actually goes first. Oh, damn. Cool. Diaf, hey. vampires uh, come that you left behind, immediately come bounding after you and try to take you down. Hey guys! Drag you away from uh, Evelyn. This time I'm ready for it. Yep. It'll be fine. One of them tries to grab you and fails. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other one does the same, and you parry him as well. Get out of here, yeah. uh, Evelyn. <laughs> the, Evelyn, the ones on you. Um, They're not look- on me. I ungrappled. That's right. Uh, they are going to try to uh, grab you again. One of them failed, and the other one failed. Respect my personal space! Strix, the two smoldering burnt ones closest to you. One's dead. One's dead. The one closest to you will attempt to grapple you as well, uh, and it's going to hit your paltry class. No! Uh, and it will do a total of... 12 points of damage. Oh, no. So oh. you fall you fall unconscious into <gasps> its blackened arms. No! And it will sink, it sink its uh, dark teeth into your uh, flesh. And nope. automa- uh, since you're unconscious, it crits you. Oh, great. Uh, but you're unconscious, so you're not going to lose any more hit points. It's just yeah. <laughs> sucking your blood. Don't like. Gross. All right. Uh, so you guys see Strix go limp in this vampire's arms as it clings to the wall of the room. She would be yelling, I saved you! <sighs> yeah. is she, she's not still within five feet of me, is she? No, she, she bamfed no. out. No. no. I keep forgetting to use my reaction to do that. DF, what do you do? How far away is Trix from me? Uh, she's about ten feet. And about ten feet up. All right. Evelyn. Okay. So thanks to fast or uh, my second story work, I can climb up anything and not have to reduce any kind of movement. So it'd be too tough for me to climb up after that vampire and say, stab him. Right. Yes. That you can do. All right. So like seeing like this uh, attack happen, I got back at Strix and Dieth yells, no, uh, drops the silver dagger, switches over the short sword. Yep. Uh, cutting action to disengage from the other vampires around me. Okay. I'm going to run, climb right up at that vampire and try yep. to get at him. Okay. So he lets go of Strix. All right. Make an attack. Uh, I'm scared though. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm so scared. Uh, you can do it. Ah! Oh, shit. 25. Yes. Oh, good job. Not today, yeah. Satan. <laughs> Not today. Uh, this wouldn't be a sneak attack, would it? Because he's uh, within an ally of five feet. Uh, technically not, because Strix is right. not a threat. I figured. Yeah. That's fine. I can still roll max damage on that, though. Ten? Nice. All right. Uh, and uh, anything specific about the short sword I need to know? It's just a regular ass short sword. All right. Uh, so like like your daggers, it doesn't quite penetrate to the extent you'd like it to. You manage to wound the creature. Uh, I'd like you to, would you like to stay up here, like try to grab purchase on the ledge or sort of try to remain at this level? Or do you want to fall back down to the floor when you're done doing your stabby stabby? Yeah, I'm like one hand on the ledge and we're like on the wall fighting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> In that case, just, just make a dexterity check for me to... Uh, Acrobatics? Parkour. Yeah, that'd be great. Parkour. Parkour. Parkour is right. Parkour. Acrobatics. Uh, 22. Okay, yeah, you do it. Nice. That's oh, good. nice. There. That looks All cool. Right. You are the man in black. Evelyn, you find yourself surrounded by four vampires. Sorry. That sure <laughs> sucks. <laughs> uh, but it's your turn. I guess... I, I, I believe in you. Strix weaken them. Just I... Remember that scene from, I think it was uh, Kill Bill 1, when all of the Yakuza surround the bride in this sort of perfect ring? Right, uh, and she wins. So and she, totally, and yeah. she totally, she totally schools them. Yeah. Things in Barovia yeah. totally usually end up like the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, if I cast a spell, that's one action, but I don't get a second attack if I do that, right? Correct. And if I were to try to get away, I would provoke an attack of opportunity from all four. Um, you'd almost certainly provoke an attack of opportunity. If you disengaged from one, you'd at least provoke an opportunity from the other, from another because they are surrounding you. Um, so I must stand and fight. So it would seem. Divine smites on hit. Can you lay on hand yourself? Yeah, but see, if I was going to cast protection from evil and good on myself. So then they all have disadvantage. But if I do that, then they just all four get to attack me and I have no, you know, I don't do any damage uh, to them. You get. Mm. And if I lay on hands, I get more health, but they'll probably just take it back down anyway. So yeah. what's the point? Yeah, but they try and attack you and you have really high AC. So. Another thing you notice as they close in around you is that very slowly you can see that their flesh is kind of repairing itself. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's why I need to... All right, well, I since they're all focused on me and not on my friends, I think that's a good thing. So again, I call upon the light of Lathander, and I try with uh, Lightfall to attack the... Ooh, nat 20! Oh, yes. yeah. All right. And that, so that's a 27 with my attack right. bonus. Excellent. That's nice that's job. That's definitely going to hit. Um, so You're going to Divine Smite on him, too? Yeah. Fuck right. him up. So not only will you not only will you roll twice as many dice for your damage, um, but you will also add your divine smite bonus, which is three d eight. I think if, it depends on what spell slot you want to burn. So it's two d eight for a first level spell slot plus one d eight for each additional level spell above first. So um, you can you can. It's also plus one d eight if it's undead. Right. Yes. Correct. 
So I'm going to okay. do a first level. All right. Got so it. that's a total of 48 if I cast it as first level, plus four. Okay. For my damage. Bring it. So one, four, plus five is nine, plus six is 15, plus six is 21, plus four is 25. Wow. Nice. Ooh. With radiant yes. damage as well. Yes, you're, you light up uh, Lightfall. It glows with the radiant light of Lathander. And as you hack into this one female vampire and slice her cleanly in half, she literally just turns to ash in front of your face. Woo! Yes. Blows up all over her friends. <laughs> Woo! It burns, don't it? Yeah. attack. You yeah, just right, com- again. Do it you again. completely annihilated that all one. All right. And I'm trying to come back for the, the, like, the rebound on the next one. Yep. And I roll a 14. Okay. Uh, that did not work so well. Uh, I was too of, excited. I was yeah, dancing the, around. <laughs> yeah, the other ones sort of grasp and grab your weapon, and you have to kind of yank it out of their grasp, and you're not really getting a good swing as they close in around you um, to try to take you down for the destruction of their former companion. Uh, and then uh, we jump to Strix. So the crit didn't affect the... The crit doesn't affect the divine smite. The divine smite's always the same amount of damage dice. Oh, um, I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm just curious. Yeah, for for purposes of this, uh, you would also uh, any you would add uh, extra dice. For, cool. So you would have. So just, next time I have to cut something in half. Yeah. I'll know. Yes. Just cool. crit. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, Strix, I'm not going to have you make death saves. Oh. Does that mean I'm just dead? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Barmy is going to try to help uh, Strix out a bit by zapping with his ray of frost, the one that's clutching onto her. Thanks, Barmy. Um, He is going to hit again. Uh, uh, DF, that one loses its grip on Strix. Do you want to try to catch her? That's exactly why I'm here. I'm going to let go and catch her as I go down. Okay. Just make, uh, make a strength athletics check to do that. Strength. Yeah, because this is simply you trying to bear her weight. But what if I like Cirque to Soleil it? <laughs> yeah, totes. Okay, that's this is fine. Yep. Yari <laughs> could have done an acrobatics check. Eleven. That's good enough. Hey! Yay! Yes. Thanks. So she doesn't land and you know break her neck on the floor or anything like that, and you now have her held uh, close to you. Uh, you Sorry, can see- she's smelly. Yeah, you can see Strix has got nasty bite wounds on her neck, and there's, uh, uh, and she's just like a rag doll in your arms. Okay, so I I dropped onto the floor with her then, right? Yep. Okay, cool. That's just, that's an easy drop for you. Yeah. Yes. So you have Strix um, in your protection at the moment. Paulton and Esmeralda. Uh, you get to go at the same time, uh, but Rahadn is uh, Casimir, whatever. <laughs> faster than you um, and comes after you Esmeralda cool I think <laughs> no yeah no sure he comes after me that's fine <laughs> ignore the invisible human bard uh Actually, no. <laughs> cool. Uh, okay. So, yeah, he will come after you. Uh, so you notice uh, that uh, his scimitar flares with a magic light. Uh, and he says, 
you have betrayed the master. You will pay the ultimate price, Vistani. I will defy your master until my last die breath, even in this accursed form, creature. Uh, he attacks you with blinding speed, uh, striking with his scimitar three times. Uh, first time uh, is going to hit you, and uh, he does 12 points of slashing damage. Okay. Uh, uh, second attack uh, hits you for nine points of slashing damage. And this is magical, so it's cutting through your... Regen. Yep. Yep. Uh, And uh, his last attack, you're able to block. Uh, It wasn't a very strong one. And then at the same point, uh, Paulton, Casimir forces you to make a wisdom saving throw as the screams of of those he has killed uh, gnaw away at your psyche. At 20. Excellent. Yes. Uh, then you take uh, less damage than you would have. You take eight points of psychic damage from his crippling whispers, his deathly choir. Okay. And then you guys both attack at the same time. So uh, let's say, uh, Paulton, you go first. So if I were to cast something else, that would that break my concentration on? Yes. You are correct, sir. Interesting. By interesting, I mean horrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like as, I can hear a ghost. Yeah. As Casimir whirls around with his blade, you can see he moves with a supernatural grace. There's nothing natural about this guy whatsoever. You don't want to fuck with that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I almost have Diaz with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should just run away. <laughs> so um yeah, I'm 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 gonna try and book it. Uh, Where are you going to go? Um All, so currently there's one open door. It's actually the same door that Casimir took you up to see the master last time you decided not to use the brazier. So you kind of know where it goes. It goes up some ways to a landing and then to a room. Can I not uh, teleport somewhere? Or that. Uh, You recall the last time you had to take one of the colored stones, throw it into the fire to change the fire's color. Okay. You could easily do that. Uh, Since uh, Casimir is not engaged in combat with you at the moment, you don't even have to disengage to reach the brazier. Neat. All right. I'm going to go. Oh, God. Where do I go? So I don't. I don't know where I don't know where they are. I have no reason to. Or by then. Oh, you do know actually, because Strahd gave you a choice. Remember? Oh, right. He said you could either die with your friends in the Amber Temple or stay here in the castle and live on. Die with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do I do I know if any of these? And you know that uh, when you activated it last time, you threw the violet stone in, and that's the one. That's where Emil went uh, to the mountain spire. Okay, I, I guess. So I'm gonna... 
it seems like based on what Esmeralda told you, you can either follow in Emil's footsteps or you can use the blue stone to go to the Ember Temple. If Esmeralda was in fact right in interpreting what ancient magic's womb meant. You're putting faith in a vampire, but you know. <laughs> I'm a cool vampire. I don't have much reason to uh, to doubt her, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna take her word on it and do okay. that. All right. So you're going to cast the blue stone into the flame, then. Mm-hmm. All right. You succeed, and when you do, the flame does turn blue. Uh, there's nothing stopping you from using the rest of your movement to move through it. If you're going to do that, can as we're going at the same time, can Esmeralda call out to Paulton just as he's doing that kind of, uh, as he's about to walk through it? Sure thing. Uh, Esmeralda just turn to Paulton and just say, get your friends. You have to find a way to destroy Strahd. Don't let Rudolf van Richten fall into his trap. Don't let him come after me. It's all planned. Go, Polton. Save them. You need to help everyone. Please tell Evelyn to put me to rest. Please. And Go. I, as I do, I let out a very, very triumphant, heroic, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Esmeralda, you see... Uh him disappear into the blue flames. Uh, you can see immediately uh, Rahadin is uh, trying to almost maneuver around you to get after him. Okay, okay. I'm going to do everything everything in my power to stop him. Okay. Um, is there a way, like, I saw Polton through this blue vial in. Is there a way that I can quickly change the vial and then stop, like, destroy the other blue vials or something like that? So this, these small little stones that are arranged mm. around the rim of the brazier, what you just saw Paulton do was take the blue stone out, throw it into the fire, and change its color. Okay. And then he leapt into the flame and disappeared. There okay. are six other colored stones. You don't know what will happen if you like picked up another one and threw it into the blue flame. Okay. Well, I'm going to try. Uh, I'm just going to pick up like... I don't know the redstone and okay. throw that in. You will have to disengage from. You'll have to disengage from Rahadin in order to get to the brazier. Okay. Do you want to do that? Yeah, I'm going to basically okay. do that. Throw the stone in and then try and position myself in it in the way so that he has to go through me. All right. And what color stone are you going to throw in? I'll go with uh, red. Okay. Whichever one you can shove him into space. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great idea. Just, <laughs> All right. Black you, hole. Goodbye. <laughs> you uh, toss the red flame in. The flame immediately turns red, or the redstone in. All right. So you're now looking at a red flame, and uh, you uh, see and hear Rahadin say, Curse you. I just smile, just grin, that Vistani grin. All right. Um, but I take it you're staying here? Yeah, I'm going to stay and basically prevent them from trying to follow Polton as best as I can. Okay. Thus, thus not breaking any future uh, commands from Strahd if Polton's charm wears off. <laughs> yes, indeed. Stupid right. Strahd. Uh, Diaf. Hello. Uh, there are uh, four vampires. You see, uh, none of the vampires are currently paying attention to you because the three remaining vamp, the the three remaining vamps, um, 
are all on Evelyn at the moment. Uh, and they sort of try to pounce on her in a fury. Okay. Um, Evelyn, uh, one of them is going to be able to grab onto you with his claws. But as he tries to sink his fangs into you, you kind of repel him forcefully. Uh, and he's not able to bite you. Um, I am in no mood. <laughs> uh, the other two are likewise, you're able to hold them off um, uh, through your actions. No biting. Dieth. Okay. So the one that I uh, that grabs Strix is dead now from Barmy. That is correct. Okay. So with that, I will I'll gently put Strix onto the floor and run up and do like a leaping down stab onto one of the vampires. Nice. Come nice. out that uh, Evelyn. Excellent. Leaping um, down stab. I love it. With the with the short sword. All right. So you can sort of set Strix down on a burning divan, basically. What? Uh, <laughs> she's immune. She's not going to be fine. affected. Whatever. Okay. 19? Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. It's it's dead on a burning pyre. That's me, everyone. Uh, <laughs> was there, was any, had anyone grabbed Evelyn? I'm sorry. Uh, one of them has grabbed Evelyn, but none have been able to bite her. All right. This is going to be on the grabbed one, then. Just... All right. Uh, with my regular short sword, though. Call him grabby. All right. Uh, 18. Hit. Oh, sorry, nice. That's damage, right? So that's death damage. Sneaky okay. Uh, you wound him, uh, and he uh, hisses, with, hisses with pain um, at the at the wound, um, but seems pretty fixated on trying to kill the paladin who just annihilated uh, <laughs> one of his own. That's what uh, happens. Yep. You're evil. Evelyn, you're up. One uh, of them is grabbing you, and the other two are trying to bite you. Um, I would like to... Uh, one's trying to bite your arm, the other's trying to bite your leg. It's just all a mess. The one that is trying to bite me that's the closest, I want to just like, you know, like when your mom is like, well, I told you these are going to be the consequences. I want to just like <laughs> hit him with uh, with light fall like that. All right. <laughs> uh, that's a uh, 22. Oh, yes. Okay. And oh, and I also would like to divine smite again. Okay, great. Please. This is the one that DS just wounded, so have at it. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I can. Can I choose divine smite after I roll my damage, or do I have to say it beforehand? Uh, when you hit a creature, you can expend. So uh, I'm going to say before you roll the damage. Okay, I'll do it either okay. way. Okay, so uh, my regular damage is six. Okay. And then plus three is nine, plus five is 14, plus seven. 21. 21. All right. <laughs> yes, you, you hit him with a radiance spike uh, and dig deep into his flesh, and the radiant energy burns and chars away. Um, and you pretty much just cut off one of his arms oh. right at oh. the shoulder. Just shoot was, it right off. I was trying to like whack-a-mole him because he's like oh. right here, right? Okay. So oh, yeah. Okay, so just smack him in the head? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so you take the, I guess you're doing bludgeoning damage in this case. Just Well, it's, the, it's like, here's the, the axe. I'm yeah. holding it like this, you know, so, it's a, so I want to go like, like, oh, okay. like, you know? Like just. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, yes, you, you hit him in the head with your axe blade and it embeds deep into his flesh and he just cries out as radiant energy spills out of his eyes and mouth and ears. Um, and when I you told you out, that's what was going to happen. You can see he's still alive, but he's got this big cleave down the middle of his head. It's literally oh, alive. 
part. Honestly, yes. you look a little better that way. <laughs> <laughs> now finish him off. Second attack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's finish out that cleanse, shall we? Uh, that is a 24. That's it. Nice. <laughs> and do I... Like, do I have any sense of how close to dead he is? Like, would I waste another Divine Smite? Can I insight uh, that? Um, sure. Go ahead. Insight roll? Yes, please. Uh, that's 17. Okay. Uh, he's, he's still got a few hit points left. He's not in any imminent danger of dying unless you were to dramatically hit him. All right. I'm, I'm still calling upon the light of Lathander. I'm just All like right. very stern, scoldy mom voice that like evil creatures are going to get smited. That's just how it works. So that was a 17. 17. Come on, big money. That is a hit. Yay! All right, regular damage is seven plus one is eight plus six is 14 plus eight is 22. You go right through it from top to bottom. <laughs> Head to drawing, shear this thing in half with holy light. <laughs> I made a cross because I yes. hit that one this way and this one this way. <laughs> All right. And I kind uh, of point to Diaz. I'm like, see, <laughs> see, cross, like, yeah. like <laughs> get you it. Just reduce it to flaming bits. I feel good uh, about that. And it's, it's, you see the last two just sort of aghast stare at their demolished uh, compatriot. And then one of them gets targeted by a ray of frost. Um, I'm here too. <laughs> yeah. And actually, actually misses with that one. So Aww. this gray ray of frost just sort of flies across the room and freezes some part of the wall. We're all like focused on this like epic guy yeah. and then he's like pew and it goes pew. on. That's like oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Um I like these dice. These are the new good ones. Oh good. <laughs> For now. The yeah. two remaining vampires uh sort of look at each other and on their turn uh disengage bolt out of the room through the secret door back toward the library. And stay out! <laughs> yeah, as you run away, as I do one of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want me? <laughs> you want me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I run to Strix and lay on hands. Okay, Strix is dead. No. And that's where we'll stop for tonight. Oh, no! No! no. no. <laughs> Strikes Bob. Oh, it can't be that, Dad. It's fine. It'll be fine. Right? I'm very mad at you, Chris fine. Perkins. <laughs> no. I think I think all of chat is also very mad at Chris Perkins right now. <laughs> it's fine. She saved her friends instead of disappearing. Yay. Very she angry. Did a, she did she learned the magic of friendship. It's yes. true. Now just so you know, in her left pocket is all of her is all of her last rights, including where to leave Stinky. Why didn't she roll any death saves? Because I'm oh, dead. Uh, what happens is if she if a vampire or a vampire spawn drains you, uh, and and you end that turn at zero, you die. It what? basically sucks the life out yeah. of you. Yep. Why wasn't this very brought to my attention true. yesterday? Very, very nasty vampire trait. Uh, but don't worry, y'all. Next week, things get sunny. 
no. What? Because, well, we'll just take her back to the Abbott. It's fine. I might, I might just wake up. Yeah. Who knows? I, I guarantee you Strix will be back in some form. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm very upset. Why? <laughs> There's that Chris Perkins smile, everybody. <laughs> oh, It'll dear. be fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. No worries. No sleep. No sleep for Holly tonight. But oh, no, um. it's it's fine. No sleep for any of us for the rest of the week. It's easy when you know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, whenever you expect the worst, you know everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But, <sighs> all right. All right. Um, so. A couple uh, quick announcements. One, uh, for those who don't know or have been living under a very big rock, uh, Storm King's Thunder, uh, our new adventure, released recently. It is now widely released, so you can get it everywhere, Amazon, everywhere. Uh, So it's out there. Check it out. It's lots of fun and very, very deadly. Um, And then uh, another news, we've got our Extra Life charity event this Friday when people... uh, uh, in our company and our friends all get together and play many, many, many long hours of consecutive D&D for the Extra Life charity. Hey. So that'll be fun. Tune in for that. And I like also- charity. I don't like vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Charity's much better than vampires. Uh, also, just a quick note, uh, the new issue of Dragon Plus, issue nine, uh, just released. So you can download that and check out that app as well. Awesome. It is D&D news and fun. Uh, anything happening in y'all? Oh, uh, Mark Holmes, thank you very much for staying with us in late, Yay, late. It's my absolute pleasure. Uh, Doing it's always your... fun to come and be yeah. Esmeralda. So. Yes. Welcome back. And yeah, yeah, thank, you thank you again. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, maybe that's up to Chris. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, if you guys fancy watching some British people play D and I've got a stream called High Rollers, which is on twitch.tv forward slash Yogscast, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sherlock underscore Humes. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for having me. I love playing with you guys. You guys are a, a lovely group, and yeah, perhaps Esmeralda. The DM will be is back. terrible, but the players are great. <laughs> no, the DM is one. Don't you die, <laughs> please? DM's a monster. He's a, well, I think after this, the chat is calling you a monster. So. Uh, I've gotten, I've gotten a few tweets. I've gotten. A- <laughs> fine. You've fine. The, I'm afraid to just now. Precious yeah. Strix baby has been hurt. They won't. They won't forgive you. You guys. You guys. <laughs> To know that I've got three other characters waiting in the wings so yeah. <laughs> since day one. Are you, oh. are you a bit of an altaholic, Collie, as well? Like you always got the next character planned. I have the next one planned so that my that if if my character does die, I'm not too hurt inside. Oh, okay. I get it. I start to like think like just right. so that way it helps me just in case. It's a safety blanket. Thing. As much as I love Strix, <laughs> I don't want her to die. I mean, again. <laughs> I mean. It's not like you made a costume for her and everything, so... Yeah, it's not like TwitchCon's in three weeks. Look, it'll be fine. She'll be back, she'll be back. She'll be back. She'll just, she just yeah. might hate everyone and be evil, but that's okay. Who knows? Who knows? Evil will still love her. Yes. Speaking uh, of, yes. TwitchCon, what up? Yeah! Yes. Sounds like it's going to be a killer show. Yeah, a bunch of us will be there uh, to perform live. Yep. In the evening of Saturday. Yes. Yes. I, I, I went out of my way to find the world's worst vampire costume. Oh, my God. Oh, no yes. way, really? Yes. yes. awesome. Yeah, we're going to be performing live at TwitchCon. We are hopefully going to be all in costume. We have an hour and a half 
that yep. we can hang out and do an episode for y'all. Yeah. And it's also going to be streamed live in case yes. you can. Yes. I will definitely be in chat for that one. So that'd be Excellent. awesome. And, uh, uh, and uh, one of our special guests may also crash the party. So yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. It's exciting. Yeah. Do you remember, I know what day it is of that. Of Saturday. Saturday. Thank you. Okay. In the evening. I think it's 530. Uh, anything else happening in your respective worlds that you want to share with our audience? Uh, check this out. Uh, Dice Camera Action now has its own subreddit. Mm. <gasps> Ooh, where is it, Jared? So if you want to be a part of the community and discuss what's going on, et cetera. I, I had nothing to do with this. I don't know who made it, but it's super cool that people did this. So there's now a Dice Camera Action subreddit you guys can go to. I will link it in the chat. They By the grace of Lathander. <laughs> and our people are discussing what they think is going to happen and how terrible Chris Perkins is. As a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, there's fan art on here too. I love, yeah. I love fan art. Yeah. So that, there's a thing you can do to help uh, to get into the spirit and community yes. of camera reaction. Yes. Yay. Well, Thander bless us. I'm going to be streaming, making some of the costume pieces for oh. Twitch. So if you guys are bored on my Twitch, which is just Commander yes. Holly, I'll be streaming, making stuff. So she'll be fun. Awesome. Yeah, I'm uh, theoretically also going to stream the making of part of Evelyn's costume while Holly makes the rest because she's so pro. <laughs> but I'm also, I'm prepping the programming for all of TwitchCon, so I'm basically... If you're a little busy, it's fine. <laughs> I'm basically dead for the next two weeks, so I apologize in advance so for being there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strix you. is a perfect Thanks, representation Jared. of how Thanks. I am. TwitchCon is the vampire that has sucked me dry, <laughs> and I'm laying unconscious. By the way, who wants to be possessed by the Barovia ghost first, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe Strix won't come back as a vampire, she'll come back as a ghost. We'll just have to wait and see. However she comes back, I will love her just the same. Yep. Uh, and uh, I hope you, those of you who tuned in the very start of the episode saw our new animated intro. That'll become a regular feature going forward. And we hope you like it because it cost us tens of millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. If you guys uh, didn't hear it, you should listen again to the vocals on that theme song and see if you can figure out who it is. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Nothing unsettling about those vocals whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that, we'll call it. Oh, Anna, do you have your misclicks tonight? Yes, I do. Okay. I'm uh, my second episode ever of being Fehana is on site. Uh, Twitch.tv slash misclicks. I'll link it in the chat if you guys want to come out, hang out, and watch us play some second edition. All right. Nice. Thank you, everyone, and thank you again, Mark. And tune in next week, folks. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.